It is time. The show that proves fighting is, I mean, it can be easier outside the cage. It's not always easier, as Raph proved this weekend. I would like to start the podcast with congratulations to you, to Mr. John Evans, to the whole cast and crew over there at BJJ Breakdown. Impressive stuff delivered this Sunday. I'm going to brag about it. First of all, I, if you see it, it looks like they're shooting it in multiple rooms. It's got some professional grade transitions. Uh, it's set up perfectly. The matches are fantastic. I think you guys are really on to something watching blue and purple belts fight in submission only like that. I think it's fascinating and it's exciting because there's just not as many people nervous to show a flaw or they have some more so it's great congratulations what was the hardest part about putting all of this together what you guys did from start to finish all the way out to presentation i know the camera stuff is the fun stuff for you so the announcing is the fun side what's the hardest part oh good to be on the show okay cool uh, hello. Thank you, Kevin. Those are very I nice had to properly. I, it was awesome. I was just so impressed. I, I know, but you took like n- three minutes to get to me. And I was like, uh, I think the question started two minutes ago. Answer them all. It'll all hurt. right. I'm going to try. Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much. Those are very nice words. Uh, that's truly a compliment to everybody at Breakdown Academy. Uh, you know, it starts with John Evans, but it doesn't end there. It goes to people like Andre Lebedev and uh, Jeremy Romero, our producer. Andre was our director. And basically everybody from the the team who came through and was helping in, in a multitude of areas. We also had some helpers on hand who were working the cameras. So it, it's more than just myself and John. We just get to take the bulk of the credit because people see us on on camera. But it is it's a lot of work, you know, and I'll say this. I don't think i came with like an understanding of holic but i think i came through with an understanding of the difficulty of putting it on even on a smaller scale i think we all come from a space of wanting to do a good presentation for grapplers you know when you are a grappler at heart and you love the sport you want to give it the best possible format the best possible audio the best possible video the best possible matches the best possible super fight So you go through those things so many times and there's so many changes that happen within a short amount of time. You know, we just announced that we were doing it on this show last week. And then the public, we made a public announcement outside of this on that Thursday. And we had people messaging me all day being like, yo, why didn't I know about this? Or I want in on the next one. I was like, okay, cool. So we just started compiling and and taking records and doing all that. But the hard part was doing everything we wanted to set out to do to make us individual and unique and for me there's a very big primary emphasis on the athlete so i know i'm talking very serious but it it, that's how much it means to me that these guys get the credit they're due so one of the things that we did was we interviewed each of the eight participants and uh we got to know them a little bit better because they were blue and purple belts and let's face it kev we are blue and purple belts on this show yes sure i thought i was every (laughs) every day It just gets a little blurrier. But when people think of doing exciting matches, how far up on the list are we? Very low. And that's a credit to how much the sport has grown as much as it also is kind of an oversight. Is that, of course, we'd rather see black and brown belts. There are so many of them now. But 
But there is a perception that maybe black belts or brown belts are the only ones capable of giving good matches. When in reality, you've got people like, you know, Gordon Ryan didn't start off as a black belt. Very true. They have to earn their stripes. They have to make their way to it. The same with Keenan. And they're going to face each other, apparently. And there was the interesting stat that, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Gordon brought up, where he was like, yo, when Keenan got his black belt, I was a blue belt. Crazy, huh? <laughs> but it shows you that the level of competition is never what it seems to be. There's always a different factor that can change things around. And based on that perception, myself, John, reached out to a number of different academies. And I believe we got individuals who who gave us everything they had. And that is all that you can really ask. So before we did the tournament, I basically I laid it out to them and I said, you know, you guys are the neglected ones. You guys go out there and you compete and you sometimes wonder if people even watch you. And the answer is yes. And we will prove that, yes, they will. So if you give it to us, we will remember that and we will be happy to make recommendations on that. And I, I, I have to tell you, Kevin, you know. I love the submission-only format, and I think people have differing opinions on that, but you always have to respect the athletes. And I had such great pride or respect or interest in what they were doing yesterday that I think so many of them did things that were beyond their capabilities that I was I was genuinely um, I was genuinely happy for them. Like even if they lost the match, I went up to them and I checked in and I was like, what'd you think? Every one of them was like, I had the most fun. That was the most fun I've had in a long time. So as somebody who was helping behind the scenes to, to make that happen and was trying to flesh out their stories and all of that, it's an additional uh, thing that I, I guess I'm very happy about is that the experience was high for them um, and that they gave us in return very good matches because, holy shit, Kevin, some of those matches were, wow. Some of my ass. They were great. They were all. They. They were. I agree with you, which is what you're hitting at. Is that some of them really hit some fantastic strides, and they did. But that's also one thing I think that's a big perk about the purple and blue belt level. People are hungry and they're willing to make a mistake, either for lack of knowledge or just because of ah, screw it. I'm trying this. And it's kind of an awesome thing uh, that when you're watching competitive guys do it it's that was impressive and you know one of the things that people told me was they were like they were just saying they were like you know ref i just didn't want to be boring and i said that's the best thing you can say and yeah. i don't think I, it was boring i think <laughs> no. what you had was a lot of clash i mean you know we had a david versus goliath kind of a thing two very 10th planet styles matchups happening you had I mean, uh, wars between individuals. You had an MMA and a, a highly competitive jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner going through. You also had, uh, who ended up being our winner, just a, a, a breathtaking amount of cardio with an amazing and astonishing amount of recognition of jiu-jitsu despite a very relatively new uh, entry into it going up against one of the best vets that we've got at the Purple Belt Division. So you look at all of those areas and you just think, I had so many people tell me how they thought it was going to go including the competitors themselves. And by the end of it, I don't think a single person could have told me it went exactly the way they thought it did. So it, it's that kind of thing that keeps you intrigued and interested on the sidelines. Would you like to know the hardest part for yeah. sure? Yeah. Okay. 
So if I am to be completely honest, the one thing that was a little disappointing was beers with uh, Steven Martinez. Oh no, no, that part looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steven Martinez is the homie. And, um, I came to learn a little bit about him in terms of how much he appreciates what we're doing, which was, uh, him just offering mm-hmm. to fight for us because he likes what we do. That was and, a great. That was a fun. All of a sudden you're, it's like surprise. There's a super fight, top level grappler. It's great. I mean, you know, if, if Steven Martinez wants to come fight, you find him a fight, and that proved exceedingly difficult. That's one of the things that was difficult. You've always had that rule, as long as I've known you. Yes. <laughs> well, because I I learned so much watching him, and when I was interviewing him afterwards, not only did we share a beer together so that I could try and get you know more loose details out of him, but. I found that he said he's like, yeah, I think a lot of people know me more for my no-gi game. But I've watched him teach in gi, and it's fascinating. I don't want to say it's better, but it it could be, Kevin. Like, it's it's there. It's really, really unique. So I like to see him compete in the gi um, and teach in it as well. So anyway, uh, no, the the true hardest aspect of it, and, and thanks to Steven Martinez for you know coming through and being great. And also as well, Al, my good friend Albert Aguirre. I like making fun of his name uh, for coming through and, and taking the challenge because a lot of people didn't want to take the challenge once they heard it was Steven Martinez. And I'm Fair. not going to name it. Takes balls to fight that man. And we seriously, there was a moment where they thought they were going to have to Vince McMahon me and send me in. Oh, and I, you know, Kev, I <laughs> no, had to ask for the this. love of God, somebody step in. But I asked him, it. I was like, dude, uh, I had my gi in the bag, and I was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I've got a rash card there. If somebody drops out because of injury, they're going to be like, we'll just beat up Raph for a little while. And I'd be like, uh, that's pretty easy. All right, good <laughs> job, guys. Um, so I, I just didn't know what would happen. So obviously we had somebody come through, and they had agreed the day before, and they were awesome. So Al came through. They had a great thing. But a lot of people were just like, Steve Martinez on a day's notice, or not a week's, about a week's notice or so. And they're like, oh, I just don't know. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how are you going to learn to beat Steven Martinez in more time? Like, does a two-month window give you enough time to have, like, a training camp for somebody who's just like, yo, um, yeah, I'll fight in a few days if you got it. Like, he's just down to go whenever. So credit to him. He's also, you know, got an injury, and he came and competed for us. So anyway, I'm getting away from the point. The real hardest thing was this. We had told people that we wanted them to watch the show at 2 p.m., but we had audio and visual difficulties that made it very difficult to start at that time so we unfortunately had to keep pushing back and uh ultimately i think when you saw the broadcast you may have noticed our audio was a little low um so on that respect i do apologize but again it's one of those situations where a lot of people would just we had somebody uh, like text us and say yo retards where's the stream at retards and I'm thinking to myself, like, do you think we're just withholding it because we just want to say fuck you? Like, <laughs> no, dude. We've got a team of people reason. here that was trying the to make stranger. it work. Nope. That was personal. And, uh, you know, I mean, and I wish I could go more into te- detail and maybe I would be revealing too much. But, I mean, John Evans was there for several days in a row trying to make sure that the stream was the highest capability and highest format and definition so it's not for lack of trying. We were there endless hours making sure that thing looked good to go. And uh, ultimately, it became a, all right, if our audio's down, 
the focus is on the grapplers and so be it. But once we had a, a very solid visual component, we just went ahead and we were hoping that people would give us feedback and let us know what it was. And we were able to make some adjustments based on that feedback. So that's a testament to our community and to everybody there. But, you know, once the show started, it was everything you could imagine it could be. It was fun. I learned things. Um, I felt interesting on the commentary, Kevin. Do you know why? Why? You know that our job here is to be more funny and uh, be a little more lively. Surprise to everyone listening, but yes, yes. that is our job. I, the only thing I will say, and I never say things about myself, but I, I think the one thing that was surprising to me was I think we got through with the first round of things, of competition, and I was like, I wasn't as funny as I normally am. I'm doing play-by-play. <laughs> and it was just a very interesting moment to have reached in, in there. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, I never thought I would be do, doing commentary, but I enjoy it. I love telling the stories of the athletes. But uh, for me, it was nice to see that they had brought out, these athletes had brought out a different side of me on the mic as well. So, you know, I think everybody kind of improved yesterday. So I, my credit is to them for... Uh, you know, making me look at positions and be able to say it before I was like, oh shit, do I need to drop an F-bomb here? <laughs> Should I make fun of Kevin here? Should I make fun what, of John? What am I supposed will to that do? Work? I don't, do people know who Kevin is? There's like <laughs> two dislikes. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> so close. Uh, I'm going to have to get plan C. Well, Raph, I speak for everyone when I say great stream. You guys are on to something and... Oh, it's uh, terrifying if you can make it look that good that quickly because it means the next one's going to be absurd. So I mean, I looked at it already. on my 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 TV. I was watching it on there, and I was happy to see it there. And we're going to make adjustments. You better believe that John Evans is in his science lab right now, starting to make adjustments for the next one. Underground. And speaking of the next yeah. one, Kevin, what would you say if we were to start taking solicitations for people who want to be involved in the next? breakdown invitational that's genius let's get the word out let's get people engaged in this because people should fight and it's a great opportunity for that so if you guys are interested what you want to do is you want to send an email to john at bjjbreakdown.com send in your bio your name your rank your weight your affiliation and then send in as well with that short bio a link to your best match that you have if you do that, it gives us a little bit more of an ability to kind of look over what it is you do, hopefully place you in a good place, and we can definitely keep you in mind because we do want to be the people who usher in new talent. We do want to be the people who usher in those blues and purples, but who's to say that we're not going to do events for browns and black belts because we've been contacted by a lot of people or you know a number of people who didn't participate this time but want to come through on the next ones, so... If you want to be a part of that, email John. Again, the email address is john at bjjbreakdown.com. We're the big winners. Let's chat with the last guy standing right now.
You know, one of the best things about doing a tournament that you host and run is that you get the opportunity to meet a whole bunch of new talent. So you get to see how people do that maybe have more experience against people who have less experience. And then sometimes all that gets thrown out the window because who the hell knows what's going to happen in a sub-only, no-time-limit fashion. Am I right, Kevin? Well, not only that, it's, uh, you know, that's kind of, it's jujitsu. It's very mm-hmm. predictable. It's just so They're predictable. Very super. Jiu-jitsu math works always, 100%. Always. <laughs> Which is why we're so excited to bring on somebody who, I don't know if he defied math, if he basically lived up to ex- expectations, or if he just crushed it and just has always been a killer and we're just barely starting to learn about him. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the winner of the Breakdown Invitational, the inaugural Breakdown Invitational, Wes Jarrell. Wes, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, dude. So uh, how well have you rested since yesterday? Because when I was interviewing you yesterday, I thought I might kill you with my line of questioning. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like I got hit by a truck um, today. <laughs> but uh, I iced. I did some hot, cold baths. And it'll just be a couple of days of stretching and taking it easy. So let me ask you this. And hot I think Kevin will have bath? a question. Yes. What's a hot cold bath? Just if you don't mind, for our no, where you're in like that have seen you roll. We're <laughs> in like a hot tub, and then you go to an ice bath, and then the hot tub, then the ice bath, and the hot tub, then the ice bath. Okay, this is tenacious. Everything. This is helping explain. Relax and feel better. It's helping explain some passing I saw, Raph. Yes, yes. Well, Kevin, I, that was going to lead me to something that I was going to say. I was going to ask him a question that I think you'll have a follow-up directly, which is, where are you right now, Wes? Um, I'm at the uh, gym, uh, HB Ultimate. Interesting. Kevin? Right this moment, do you leave the gym, or are you just always there? I mean, I'm there five days a week. So, so you uh, didn't think that maybe after... Yes. grappling for an hour with intense grapplers that you would get yourself a day off, especially considering how exhausted you were yesterday talking to me. <laughs> I mean, I took the morning off, but still got to show up <laughs> to practice. and it's, It is what it is, you know. It's where I love to be. I understand that, but when your black belt is telling me, like, this kid's an idiot. I don't know what to do. He's just coming. I love him. He's <laughs> He's already told me he's crazy, and I'm like, it sounds like he's crazy. It also <laughs> looks like you're crazy, and here's my question. How much wrestling, do you have wrestling background? Do you have, where's your pressure passing come from? Because throughout a submission-only tournament, you implemented a lot of pressure passing, which is not always a traditional submission-only game, so I'm just curious. Where's that come from? Um, I mean... That's with my wrestling background. That's what came natural to me, and that's what my coach, Johnny Morgan, um, has been teaching me a lot of um, with Nogi, and it's what I find natural. It's where I feel comfortable. And um, so I guess I just went out and rolled and tried to do what I could do. Nice. What, and- what was the most surprising element to you out there, though? Because... It is a bunch of nerves. It is crazy to be there. The The scene has to be interesting. You guys are all put in basically the same spot. So what are, what were you thinking going into the tournament just when you had like those that time to warm up? Um, I don't know. I try to shut my mind off. I know um, I had a game plan with my coach. I know I had to get a really good warm-up in. I didn't want to 
have to break my first win during the first match. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just trying to warm up and just be ready, just focusing on that first match. Got to win the first one. Any psych out to you as you're coming into submission only in the sense that it, usually we're in a time limit based match situation, like even when we practice anytime. How do you flip the switch coming into submission only? What's your psyche? Well, I mean, it was actually, I felt good about it because um, I knew my conditioning was solid. I knew I'd been training well and I could go and not get tired longer than most people. So I felt comfortable as long as I stayed safe that, you know, even if I couldn't get the tap right away, I could keep grinding, keep grinding, and keep my conditioning longer than the other guy. Uh, how do I do that? Does anybody, Raph, did he You have to work that? hard, Kevin. You have to, like, show up at the gym every, constantly, like, you know, the five days a week thing. Every and then even after you times. crush it at a, you know, tournament and stuff like that. That's usually how it goes. Okay. I'll, I'll put that Wes, on one thing I was interested in, I was watching a little bit of the replay today, and I had such appreciation for the way that you were combining attacks, but specifically, you looked like you were very nicely looking out for a lot of different uh, leg lock attacks and you know, isolating and using a lot of your weight properly. Was that part of the game plan that you were implementing? Um, I mean, I don't know if that was specifically in there, but... Um... My coach has a lot of emphasis on doing the technique right, and um, I just I try to use my body the way I can. I think a lot of that comes from wrestling as well. Because I noticed that it it didn't necessarily look like it was, you know, a lot of people say like you know knee bars don't necessarily get trained all that much, but it looked like you were fairly familiar to the point where you were reattacking on people who do play that game very well. So I had an appreciation for that. But it also looked like you recalibrated very well as the the tournament is going on. You were making good adjustments throughout. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to. A lot of this was new for me. I know the knee bar position. I know how to do a knee bar. But I hadn't specifically gone over knee bar and how to finish until I think it was Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. So. You're the worst. Why did we? Why is he on the line? Why are we talking to oh, him? This is the dumbest choice ever. <laughs> I just picked up knee bar defense uh, Thursday, but seemed like a good time. You know. yep. It was a good time to really start developing it. The other question I wanted to ask you, Wes, is everybody and their mom. Afterwards, they had great things to say about you. Everybody was very complimentary. And we had an audience full of grapplers, which I think is the best kind of audience. Because when you've earned their respect, you've truly, truly made a mark uh, to people who just love this sport. But one of the things that people were telling me was they said, that armbar. So early, I believe, in the tournament when you were fighting Mike Kachikian, he was going for an armbar. Mm -hmm. And you did a great hitchhiker escape out of. But everybody seemed to think that was done. How did you get out of it? Uh, yeah, he had the Kimura armbar, um, but, I mean, he got the armbar, but he wasn't pinching his knees together. He didn't have my arm trapped. It was, so it's just turning and rolling out. And you hit that timing beautifully because he was trying to kick that, that arm and separate them uh, to try and give him that finish so that he could do those things, but you took advantage of that mm -hmm. split second right in between. And I think that's where a lot of people were like, you know, they tell you to do the hitchhiker, and... You know, sometimes it works all of the times, and then sometimes it works 60% of the time. 
all the time. <laughs> so in that respect, I think a lot of people were very interested. But that was a big highlight that everybody came up and talked to me about. So I thought I would pass that on your way. No, thank you. Yeah, that's great. I knew I was uh, definitely nervous when I felt him extend that arm. Yeah, but you read the right pressure, and I, I, I th- think that was very, very good. And then, uh, have you gone back to watch any of the footage now? Uh, yes, that uh, yesterday night when we got back to my coach's house, we watched um, a couple of the first and third match. Okay. Oh yeah. What's okay. that? So if that, mm, go ahead, Kev. Give us that. What's it like? So it's always fun fighting with a black belt <laughs> near you, like screaming, all these things. What's it like to watch the fight with your black belt instructor hanging out? What's uh, What do you gain insight-wise there? I mean, it was just great. He was just um, was very proud, and he kept expressing that. And it was, I mean, we ate pasta, and I mean, it was just a great night being able to see it all over again from the outside and laugh about different things and point out different techniques and um well let's let's stop here what did you laugh about because whenever i see those situations i don't know that i'm necessarily laughing like that arm bar (laughs) my arm (laughs) i think the funny what we laughed about most was actually my coach on the side uh not being able to say anything not being able to yell at me correct um and just his uh, face the entire time (laughs) One of the rules that we implemented for the Breakdown Invitational was we wanted old school jiu-jitsu, which meant no coaching from the sidelines. So what? I told people, yes. So I told people who did bring their coaches, and there were several people who had their coaches there that they just could not say anything. Well, which easy crowd to give di- things, easy crowd to give direction to, though, Raf. Like- yes, especially when I can look over at these black belts directly in the <laughs> eye and be like, "Yo, shut the face." Hey, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> But I, I think it, it makes for an interesting um, dynamic because it really does put the students' teachings to work without that guidance. Because sometimes they give you those extra holes and they say like, oh, hey, turn your hips this way. Or sometimes it gives your opponent that extra edge of going, well, just do the opposite. So this is one mm-hmm. of those areas where we just want to put the individuals against each other and, and see what they can do. And uh, as you know, Johnny had nothing but glowing things to say for you. And you guys look so happy together. That was so great to see, um, you know, student and, and uh, teacher over together celebrating. So uh, that was very, very special, I think, for all of us to get to see as well. <clears throat> now, Kevin, yeah. here's the most important part that I want to ask him, because now he's had time to review footage with my commentary. Uh-oh. So I'm intrigued to hear what he has to say about my commentary. Please, Wes, and keep in mind, I can cut you off at any time. <laughs> no, we actually, um, this is 100% honest. We, both Johnny and I had nothing but great things to say about you and um, Mr. Evans um, and how you guys uh. covered everything. And then a couple of our friends as well had just watched CDI. Um, and they were like, why aren't these guys doing that? These guys are a thousand times better than any other interviewers or announcers i've seen for any other jiu-jitsu competition so hats off to you guys it was incredible thank you we try to make it fun we try to you know tell your guys the stories and uh mm-hmm. you know i think what it makes it so special to me and john is is you know john was just learning your game i've talked with you so i knew about you i've watched a little bit mm-hmm. but i think that even the clips i've seen of you pale in comparison to what you did because when you get to see somebody level up in front of your eyes, 
it's it's a very game changing thing. You know, you learn stuff about them, you learn stuff about yourself, and uh, we want to get to talking about your match against Damien. Um, you know, we talked about it yesterday, but Damien yesterday I interviewed him after we talked, and he said to me, and I thought this was a true true statement. I asked him what it was like to compete with somebody for 38 minutes, and he said, you are in a conversation with that person, exchanging information, and that the two of you will only ever understand. So what do you think Damon was talking to you about, other than putting maybe an occasional shoulder pressure in the chin? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a great way he puts it. Um, you know, when you battle like that, when you go to war for 38 minutes with somebody, there's nobody else in that room who can understand what you two just went through you know it's you earn a lot of respect for the other person uh no matter who they are no matter what happens you know knowing that they hung in there and did the same thing you did it's just a lot of mutual respect um so that's just how i feel about it i mean he's a he's a warrior so and do you compete, because, I mean, I know he competes frequently. How frequently are you trying to compete? Is this a, a nice launching point for you in terms of confidence? Tell me about your competition side. I mean, I try to compete as much as I can, I guess, just whenever sure. my coach tells me there's a competition we're doing, I'm doing it. So, um you really I do mean, just take him it, at his word. You really do. Like, every single time when I was like, oh, hey, it. you know, do you have somebody uh, there, uh, Johnny? Do you have somebody you can send to us? And he's like, yep, he's in. And I'm like, have you asked him? <laughs> <laughs> no, he told me this today, actually, that he confirmed me being in before he'd talked to me about it. I knew it. That so. son of a bitch. I was like, because you know what the dumb part is? He did that thing where you do the ellipsis on the Facebook thing where it says they're about mm -hmm. to type something. And it made it seem like, do, 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 I've talked to him, I've called him, he's in. And I go, wait a minute, that doesn't feel like the normal amount of time. And I was like, yeah, he's in? He's like, oh, yeah, he's in. I'm like, what the shit, dude? Good call. I don't, if I had somebody volunteering me for that sort of thing, I think I would have been like, I'm sorry, John Evans, what did you suggest did I you do? say submission only? Are you out of your no mind? Time limit? Do you, have you seen how fat I've been eating lately? Oh, oh, people are streaming it for free. That's great. Oh, that sounds okay, cool. awesome. Yeah, Good to know. Win. Yeah. Is uh, it bizarre being able to hear people talking about you on the mat? Uh, yes. It's still, this whole experience is still very, Professionalism? very surreal for me. Yeah, um, I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get used to it. I've now seen your pressure, so you might, you might want to just chalk this up as a Nice learning experience for that part, um, because that's um, that's tough. Especially, I like the submission game from those positions because it sort of is that traditional jujitsu style with uh, some nice modern submission flair, which is impressive. What's your favorite? No gi wise. What's your favorite s submission? No, um, probably Darth Darth choke. Okay, I was just after watching the matches. I assumed it was the arm in head triangle, so I'm shocked to hear um, that's not yeah. your favorite. Well, I mean that one worked out well this weekend. I know <laughs> um, both my first and third matches. Both of those guys were incredible half guard guys, um, and they just yeah. left no room for the darts anywhere. Yeah, 
and they weren't giving up any sprawl position, any side control position where there was a Darth available. And I could see um, in Damien's second match, I think he was looking for it the whole time. So yeah. it looked like he was very comfortable with that choke. And had a very good recognition of where he would have it and wouldn't have it. So uh, defensively, he would kind of know the same strategy for trying to get it as well. Yes. Yep. No, that, that's a very good read. I, I was so intrigued, though, as you were doing it. Somebody called it. Uh, they were like, did uh, you finish with a Von Flute choke? And I think people were just so confused. Maybe it was we had one camera. Maybe it was that. Um, but what can you explain to those individuals who maybe couldn't see it or didn't know it what it was that you were finishing with? The last one. The last one, yes. Um, I mean, it was I was going for arm triangle, um, but at that after 38 minutes when you can barely breathe, anyways, you know, I got um, kind of that half mount knee on belly kind of thing with, um, and finally got my head up enough to where I could drop my shoulder down on his carotid and his throat and i think that cut off just enough air to push him past the limit and i think the other thing that was really nice was uh his his other hand position was kind of already compromised so when you had that top hand already kind of pushed in you know that's usually the last line of defense if you're kind of in a very bad mounted position or neon belly in that case so right once i saw that i was like he's got something here it's just a matter of where you're going to transition. And, and in our post-interview, you were like, I just wasn't going to give up the position. I was going to take my time for as long as I needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew if he got back to half guard, I'd have to start all over again. So I just wanted to take my time there, and I knew I could get him eventually. There's no time limit. So Yeah. Hey. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so you ended up having, uh, you said you had pasta. Was that the, the favorite food you told me that you enjoyed? Did they do that on purpose? Uh, yeah, pasta and chicken. That's, I mean, that's kind of my, when I'm in training, that's healthy pasta, chicken, and vegetables, and there's carbs, protein, and vegetables, and so <laughs> I just had a craving, I got Alfredo, though, I had a craving for butter, because I haven't had creamy. butter in yeah. weeks, so I wanted butter, and um, I don't know, I was just <laughs> oh, hungry. <laughs> well, what you experience there is what I experience every day, so, you How know, I, I, I say the last match was, how long was it? It was 38 minutes, Kev. Fuck. <laughs> I wasn't doing the math. Sorry. That's a lot of minutes of competitive jiu-jitsu. And to Wes's, Wes's credit, he got so mad that he didn't actually hit an hour on the grappling clock. Sure. I guess that's... Uh, that wouldn't be my chief concern. I'd be struggling no, for really. trying to stop. I'd actually confident. be going for the opposite. I'd be like, did I get shortest time always? Yeah. No? Well, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> No, that's fine. I guess I could spend another 40 minutes just uh, letting them kick the shit out of me. So I've got an ice bath and hot bath it uh, (laughs) a little bit later. Ice and hot bath. So, Wes, what's coming up next for you, buddy? Are you doing Worlds next? Is that something that people can start next? um, I have Worlds in a week and a half. I think I compete on Thursday. Throwing the gi on. Now, how do you feel? I have to ask these questions because they're, they're so pertinent, which is, do you prefer sub only or do you f- prefer the points um i i don't know i've only this was the only sub only tournament i've done i had a great time it was a lot of fun um but i feel you know like i was in a plane crash this morning <laughs> so 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just, I love to compete. It doesn't really matter where it is. Points, no points, gi, no gi. Um, it's just, it's what I love doing. Wow. Okay, okay. Nice way to duck the question. I get it. Um, the other question <laughs> is, gi or no gi now? Because switching back is an interesting concept. Um, same answer. It same used to boring. be no gi because of wrestling. It used there to be go. no gi because of wrestling. But, I mean, now ducking the question again i love them both hey look at that kevin he had a backbone for a second just like i, I thought I a wrestler that. should yeah <laughs> that's good that was he almost <laughs> took a stance so that was uh that was important to note um well let's talk about this so you're gonna do worlds next which uh you're insane uh but we think that's great you'll recover in time i just you whenever you have a wrestler you don't even feel sympathy for them you just know yeah they'll get through it so <laughs> Kudos to you. Let's talk about this. What comes after Worlds? Uh, did you do you have any sponsors? I know we talked about it yesterday, but I just want to hear it just in case I misheard it yesterday. Uh, no, no sponsors. Wait, what? Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm equally as upset about that as I am how complimentary you were of Raph. I'm upset about that. <laughs> Kevin, they both serve means to an end. They're both very important, equally important. Uh, yeah. The reason why we're, we're so pissed about it, though, is because uh, he put up a thing yesterday, and he was saying, you know, he's wearing a Konka rash guard, and he goes, oh, I wouldn't mind this. I like Konka. I'm wearing it anyway, so I'll take something. So hey. hopefully when we get the chance, we'll clip that down, and you can put it up. And you know what? I'll put up the, the video for you, so that way we can say those words. Uh, um, do you, you have social media that people can follow you at and all that good stuff? Where can they see you? Um, I have Facebook, I guess, but the team, my teammates are trying to get me to do like a Instagram or website or something like that. I don't you know. Do I don't Instagram. like social media. I know it's very hard yeah. to book you because we do most of our booking via that. So we almost didn't have you today, but <laughs> fortunately I was able to get the same person who booked you on our event to book you on the show, probably without your consent as well. So, you know, that's, no, that's my answer to everything. Just call Johnny and God, go. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> the kid that can't be bothered to promote himself. No, you 100% should do an Instagram because I want to see what you're up to, dude. I want to see what new moves you're doing. I want to see what tournaments you're at. I think a lot of people after this tournament are going to have a lot of interest to see what kind of things you're doing. So um, I don't want to say you'd be stupid not to, but you would be very stupid not to. All right. I hear you. I've been hearing the same thing for a couple days now. Yeah, I know, but this you is going to go out to it. a lot of people. I suppose I should take some advice. Yeah, I, I would hope you would. If you take good advice in between rounds, I think that you should realize this is just as good of advice as, hey, maybe don't <laughs> let that, that Damien kid get an underhook. So uh, this is my, my free unsolicited advice to you. But um, well, we just want to say thank you so much for dropping in. And before we get you on out of here, tell us a little bit about where you train and uh, tell us why people should compete at Breakdown Invitational. Um, well, I train at HB Ultimate um, in Huntington Beach under Johnny Morgan. Um, great place, incredible coach. And as for Breakdown Invitational, I mean, it was an incredible tournament. I had a great time. Everybody was nice. Raf um, was unbelievable, you know, as an announcer, as interviewing me, get to know me. Um, the tournament was super easy, well run. Um, you know, it was, one of the, it was one of the hardest tournaments I've done ever um it was also one of the most fun so well you can't make that stuff up guys 
<clears throat> though Kevin may on, be I'm, very angry. I'm getting on the West train early, Ref. <laughs> you should, and <laughs> I think a lot of people are, are joining you on that. Wes, we look forward to seeing you. I will hopefully see you at Worlds. I told uh, Johnny I am uh, going down to train down with you guys hopefully very soon. My only requirement awesome. was that you stay at least 50 feet away from me and not train with me. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It's not... <laughs> I got a threat on a restraining order idea, though, Kevin. That's not exactly how I thought that would work. No, I will obviously love to train with you and pick your brain. But uh, We'd love to have you. I can't say enough good things. I've got a lot I'm sure I can learn from you, buddy. But uh, we're going to let you get on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, Westerell from Huntington Beach Ultimate Training Center. Thank you so much as our inaugural Breakdown Invitational Champion. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ref, what a podcast. And I like being able to buy stock early with the West train. He's going to be a <laughs> yeah, super bite. Everyone's going to get it. And be like, oh, my. Where the. Who's that? It's like, uh, he's <laughs> been on a little bit of a tear. Did you catch the part when I said, I don't want to train with you? And he said, yes. no. He was like, this is happening. So not even an option. Like, and, I tried to tell him, like, no, you're you're probably just too advanced for me and too crazy, and you'll hurt me. I got he's like, no. notes. It's like Raffi's <laughs> talking shit again. <laughs> That's fine. Good luck reaching him on social media. Yeah. <laughs> fair, uh, fair point. That's going to do it for tonight. It's time for some shout-outs. All-Star got to see Shivali and Judd. Yo! Friends from the East Coast came out, so for me it was a uh, good weekend of eating and doing a lot of the different Denver stuff. Saw 420 Fest, Raft, people are allowed to smoke weed right on the Capitol. It's amazing. Buy it. <laughs> it sounds like you're kind of gay. It was, uh, there were like 50 food trucks, because, you know, <laughs> obviously. And, oh, uh, shout out to the taco truck and the cupcakery. <laughs> That was just divine <laughs> stuff. Uh, really cool to see people. You know, you, you move to new places. It's good to have some friends swing by, give a little familiar touch. I also, Raph, have a semi-possible thought that Jibera Jiu-Jitsu has like a you-will-face-the-brown-belt rule. Mm. That like if you're new to the gym, you're going to face every brown belt on your way <laughs> to the end because we're slowly working our way through it. But three matches made it through without dying or vomiting. <laughs> That's a testament to some good instructions and good training. So big shout out to Jibera Jiu-Jitsu. Get me in shape slowly but surely. <laughs> That's going to do it for me, Raph. Where do I even begin? I don't know. I do know one person to begin with. I would like to thank you because you were very good about um, putting up the stream. I knew you were busy. I knew you were out with, uh, you know... Judd and uh, I, I mean they're they're our friends so that's why I was like oh that's really cool he made time to actually uh, put up a link to the stream and it was funny because Kelly saw it too and goes oh Kevin look at him he put up the stream and I was like yeah but it means a lot because he took away time from his weed smoking to do it yeah and, and uh, really that's that's how you know you're in I was even able to watch it at a bar so more compliments it's like <laughs> beat that fuckers i was able to get like a clear stream on my phone it's like yeah this works this is great 
but we appreciated that. We appreciated all of you who shared that link and who will continue to share that link because we have exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff that we're going to put up in the next few days. Uh, we're going to continue talking about these athletes. So the one thing I like about these tournaments is, you know, this doesn't just happen one day. Like, we want to be talking about these guys for a while because they did some interesting things that I, I'm a fan of. And I think that good work always deserves to be recognized. So uh, be prepared to hear a little bit more, not just about the winners, but about the people who really put it all out on out there for our of us. So let's also give credit to the eight guys who competed in our tournament. I mean, I don't know what I can say more about Mike Kachikian, Mike Flatch, Wes Jarrell, Damian Nitkin, John <laughs> Jeff Freeman, um, I mean, all of those guys were crazy good. And then you continue that and you flesh it out a little bit more and you look at Matt Castile, you look at the individuals like, Jesus, Kevin. I mean, my, one of my favorite moments was looking out there and seeing Nico Redich have a war with Eddie Lee, who I train with, and uh, seeing a true exchange of information, as our good friend Damian Nitkin said. Those guys, I, I just have so much respect for them, so... Um, thank you for taking a chance on us. And by extension, thank you to all of their coaches and their associations for coming through and having the nicest words to say. If you guys are watching at home or listening at home and you want to give us feedback, please feel free to. You can tag us on the Instagram or on um, on the Twitter. You can hit us up at VerbalTapCast because we are going to take that feedback and we will make it better the next time. Uh, just as long as you know you aren't like dropping like calling us retards and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, you can. It's just not very helpful. So, well, yeah, I know. Um, there's that. I also want to thank, uh, you know, I mean, everybody who came through, all the guys who helped work the event. Again, I can't say enough good things about all of them. Um, I will thank them individually and take the time to. Thanks, John, for providing a great academy vibe and, and everything else. I also want to thank uh, our friends from Vegas. Uh, it wasn't just Damien and uh, Freeman who made their way on out here. They brought their friends uh, Chase and Renee. And Renee's a black belt who competed at EBI, too. And uh, his jiu-jitsu is super legit. So uh, I enjoy watching him, and I was uh, happy to get to, to share a little bit of WWE BJJ information with him because he had questions about certain moves. And I was like, okay. But a big shout-out to my good friend uh, Chase Shafter because I've given him shit for so long that he's been ducking training with me and he was about to leave Kevin on his way back to Vegas. Okay. With Damien and Freeman who had just competed very, very well. And he's like, yeah, Raph, it's a shame, you know, it's a shame you didn't want to train today, <laughs> but you didn't challenge me. And I was like, I have my gi in the bag. And he's like, uh, well, you don't, you wouldn't want to and i was like i'm not going anywhere john can we train here yeah sure of course raf go right for it okay <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes are you serious i was like i just wonder if you need to take those guys home so yeah you're more than welcome to come beat me up so after ducking me six or seven times i finally got the great training with uh chase that i have uh i knew i would have with him and he's he's great man he was a great role and uh, had great clash but in the spirit of things you know i don't just commentate you're more than welcome to come beat me up, guys. So you may have missed that super fight. We didn't stream it out of, um, what's the word to say, boredom, I think, for individuals. Uh, I'm but, to <laughs> social media people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was very pleased that we got to train. And uh, 
afterwards we were shooting uh, different notes about each other's games that we really liked. So that was super cool. And I, it's a true testament to the spirit of what we hope Breakdown Invitational can be. So my thanks to everybody again, Breakdown Academy, Valley Martial Arts Center. I cannot wait to get back to training with you guys. Sorry, I've been away for a little while because I have been planning this event. But uh, as I yelled at everybody in the tournament, I said, you fucks have made me miss training. So with that, I will conclude my remarks as with this nice shout out to my lovely wife, Kelly, who's been incredible during this process and was even providing nice food, blankets, everything to all of the guys who were completing. So you can't you can't say enough good things about that. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Bye.